Today's topic is what I am referring to as the three C's. That is contrast, clarity, and cognitive dissonance. I'm Dr. Williams, and this is my podcast. I have two graduate degrees in psychology, am a licensed mental health counselor, and an expert in the area of spirituality. I am devoted to living my best life, and am sharing it with all of you. I'm bringing my expertise, education, and life experiences to you through this podcast. Everyone deserves to enjoy life, and that is what I'm here to talk about. Depression, anxiety, grief, you name it, we all go through it at one time or another. I believe there's a better way to come at these things than mainstream mental health care offers, and I'm here to offer you my perspective and dig into discovering how you can feel good no matter what life throws at you. It is my intention to contribute goodness to this world, and the content herein is how I do that. But one disclaimer before we dive in. Should you decide to apply the information offered here, be prepared for improvements in your life. You may even live happily ever after, and you'll only have yourself to thank. This is Feel Good Now, the Dr. Williams Podcast. So I'm going to talk about cognitive dissonance first. Now, this is a psychology term, and it's defined as, quote, the psychological tension that occurs when one holds mutually exclusive beliefs or attitudes and that often motivates people to modify their thoughts or behaviors in order to reduce the tension, unquote. Another way of saying that would be the state of discomfort that is felt when two or more modes of thought contradict each other. And that could be thoughts, attitudes, and beliefs contradicting with behavior. So an example might be a teenager who is a straight-A student and goes to a party and feels some peer pressure to drink or do drugs or just do something that isn't really aligned with who they believe themselves to be. And then they engage in the behavior because of the peer pressure. And then they feel some discomfort because that doesn't match up with who they are and know themselves to be. When a person experiences cognitive dissonance, they probably won't realize that, you know, that's what it is as far as the psychological term. They just recognize that they don't feel good. They have this uncomfortable feeling. And a lot of times people are aware that it has something to do with the situation that they're in. And then what they'll do is they'll try to either change their behavior to match back up with how they believe themselves to be or to match up with their thoughts, their beliefs and attitudes, or they change their thoughts, beliefs and attitudes in order to match up with their behavior. Either way, the experience of discomfort motivates the person to change one thing or the other so that they can neutralize their feelings again and get rid of that discomfort. So another example of cognitive dissonance might be a couple who are devout Catholics and they are married in the church and they follow the teachings and their behaviors match up with those beliefs. And that's how they go through their lives. And then they have children. And one of the children is showing signs of being gay. And this couple starts to 
experience some discomfort about this as the Catholic Church is not supportive of a gay lifestyle. So here they are now in a position where they are stuck between their religious beliefs and their behaviors that match up with those beliefs and their love for their child who is expressing desire for a lifestyle that goes against Catholic support. I actually use cognitive dissonance as one of the variables in my dissertation. The other variables were religiosity and stress, and I measured all of those on GPA scores for undergraduate students. So I learned a lot about cognitive dissonance through my research and my own study, which I conducted, and I find it just really fascinating. And especially now that I know what I know about the law of attraction and the teachings of Abraham, I understand so much about how cognitive dissonance is related to what Abraham refers to as contrast. So what is contrast? Well, contrast is any experience in life that opposes your desires. Those are usually viewed as negative experiences. So bad situations or bad things that happen to you. They're the things that happen that make you react in a way of saying, I don't like that, or that's not what I want. And the experience of contrast is usually paired with some kind of negative emotion experience. Some things to know that are important in understanding contrast. First of all, it's important to realize that every single moment that you are experiencing is a manifestation. When we talk about manifesting, a lot of times we we talk about the things, right? The things that we're creating or thoughts turning to things, which is what manifestations are. But it's also important to realize that every single experience, every moment of now is a type of manifestation. These things have manifested. That is that they are occurring right now. And manifestations come with contrast. Not everything in every moment is enjoyable or something that you want. There's some contrast there. Now this serves an important purpose. Contrast, though it may seem at face value to be a bad thing, is actually a really good thing. When you are able to recognize contrast that's occurring, you're aware of what you don't want, right? And when you are aware of what you don't want, you know what you do want. Now that is important. For instance, yesterday. Yesterday, I took two steps out into our yard in the grass and said, ouch, when I thought that I had stepped on a very sharp weed. And then I looked down at the ground and I saw a bee fly away. And I realized that I had just been stung on the bottom of my foot by a wasp. So I waddled inside, and as I was focused on the contrast, so the sting itself, the thing that I don't want, I felt the sting get worse, and it hurt more, and I was in distress. And I got an ice pack, and then I sat down, and I put my foot on the ice pack, and I started playing a game with my kids. Um, my son had a little item and he was hiding it in his hands behind his back. And then I'd have to pick which hand I thought it was in. And we were all taking turns doing it and having a really good time. It was very fun. 
And I realized that when I had been focused on the contrast, so the bee sting, the thing I don't want, that attention that I gave to it made the experience worse. I felt the sting more, it hurt worse. Then when I took my focus off of that and started giving my attention to something that promoted a good feeling in me, playing with my kids, the feeling of the sting went away and actually didn't hurt very badly at all the rest of the night and into today. Like I can hardly feel it anymore. But that just goes to show that what you focus on is what you get more of. So that can be hard to do when we experience something like contrast in our lives. It has an impact on us because it's negative and we automatically want to push against it and go, no, I don't want that. Or, oh, great, that happened and now I feel bad. And then you start focusing on what just happened. And the more attention you give that, the more contrast you start receiving. Okay, so that's kind of the issue that a lot of people have when experiencing contrast. But I'm going to, I'm going to talk about how you can look at that differently and really recognize contrast for the positive thing that it really is. The purpose of contrast, the entire purpose, is for you to gain clarity. And I mentioned that when you know what you don't want, then you know what you do want. And that is the purpose of contrast, to get you clear about what you do want. Clarity is the foundational element to understanding your vortex. And if you remember, your vortex is this swirling force of all of your desires, all of your life desires. And those things have gotten there incrementally in your life by you knowing what you do and you don't want. When you become clear about what you do want, you do what Abraham refers to as shooting a rocket of desire. So when you experience that contrast, that negativity in your experience, with or without you knowing you're doing it, you're automatically defining what you do want because it's like that stick that I was talking about. When you pick up that stick of desire, you pick up both ends that which you want, and then the lack of that which you want. When you are experiencing something that is contrasting your desire, you are also defining your desire. You're fine-tuning it, so to speak, and that goes into your vortex. This corresponds with step one of what Abraham describes as the manifesting process. Step one is asking. You'll recall the book, Ask and It Is Given. So the step one of asking is what happens when you shoot that rocket of desire. You're asking for the thing you do want. And that happens consciously sometimes, but a lot of times it's unconscious. You don't even realize it. So I stepped on the bee and I got stung by the bee. And though I was focused on the sting and not wanting the pain, I was also shooting this rocket of desire for wellness and feeling good. So the lack of pain from the sting, which I ended up receiving once I got onto feeling good in the moment, because that's the key, right? To getting those things out of your vortex, you have to feel good now. Even when you are consciously aware of a desire that you have defined, 
that means that that desire already has a lot of momentum going. Because like I mentioned, a lot of times these rockets of desire are shooting off unconsciously. These are just things that are happening to you and you're shooting them off and you're not aware of it. But once you do become aware of something that you really do want and you have an actual desire for it and you're feeling that desire, it has already gained a lot of momentum. Now you are aware of something that is swirling around in your vortex something that is coming to you and manifesting in your life based on an experience you had, which put it there. So can you see how contrast is a really good thing? Without contrast, you would never be able to determine what it is you really want. It's that knowing what you don't want that makes you realize, oh, well, this is what I actually want. This happened to me, but this is what I actually want. And how you relate to that contrast defines you as an individual. We are all made up of individual likes and desires, and we're all different. And some contrast that is experienced by two people in the same ways is going to be interpreted by them in completely different ways. And those rockets of desire that they're sending off are going to be individual for them specifically. This is how you create your life experience. This is how you determine what it is you want in life and why. Real quick, before I get back to this topic, I want to know if you have a product or service that aligns with the content here on the Dr. Williams podcast. If so, this space could be your advertisement. Reach out to me by going to drwilliamspodcast.com. Okay, back to the episode. Let's apply this to cognitive dissonance now. The cognitive dissonance, that's the discomfort a person feels when they're faced with a personal intrinsic conflict, right? And this is brought about through contrasting experiences. As we understand it psychologically, a person will take action to neutralize those feelings by making a change so that they can return to alignment. When I say alignment, I mean alignment between their thoughts, attitudes, beliefs, and their behaviors. Why do you think people do that? Why do you think when they experience that cognitive dissonance, they take action to neutralize and get to a better feeling place? Well, the answer is because alignment always feels good and feeling good is always the goal. See, we're all doing this, whether you know it or not, you are striving for alignment. What does that mean for alignment with source? your inner being? Well, it warrants a change in perspective. And what I mean by that is usually feeling a bad emotion that leads to conclusions about the situation, which usually means specifying whatever just happened as something bad that happened. That's the contrast. We normally just label that as this bad thing that happened to us. But what is really happening is an experience of contrast These are the experiences you welcomed when you decided to come into this physical body, which is processed emotionally to communicate to you that your thought about what just happened is out of alignment with how your inner being thinks about the same situation. Okay, I want to just kind of go over that again. That experience of contrast happens. You have this this experience, the situation occurs, 
And what you notice about it is how you feel. You notice, I don't like that, or that didn't feel good, that's painful, or I feel icky, or I feel uncomfortable, that cognitive dissonance feeling. You experience that emotion. But when you know why that emotion is occurring, now you can look at the contrast in a different way. We know that when you experience that negative emotion, that means that you're out of alignment with your inner being. So in that moment, you're having a thought that is different from the thought of your inner being. That isn't a bad thing if you're able to recognize it for what it is. When you recognize it for what it really is, it allows you to maintain your alignment by acknowledging the contrast as a moment for clarity in your creation of your life experience. So now doing that, you have this negative emotion. You realize it's because you're experiencing contrast. You know that contrast happens so that you can define your desire. Now that rocket of desire is sent and you can feel good about it and the purpose it serves in the creation of your life experience. Because you can just go, okay, I don't feel good about what just happened. I recognize that that's because that is contrast in my life experience, which just means that I am defining what I do want. And that is a good thing. And when you can pull yourself out of the situation and look at it like that, you can maintain your alignment with your source without letting the situation change everything for you. You don't have to take that on. You don't have to react to the situation. You can just recognize it and be okay with it. And that's a big part of the steps that Abraham teaches about manifesting. Step one is asking. That happens whether you are or are not aware. You are experiencing contrast and that defines what you do want. Sends that rocket of desire. Now you're asking for that which you want. Step two, step two is the job of your inner being. You don't have to do anything. You've done the asking. Step two is it's given to you. Your inner being does it for you. It's already done. Step three is probably the hardest step out of the five steps. Step three is allowing. In order for you to allow these things to manifest in your life and become a part of your reality, You have to let it in. Your inner being is calling to you and sending all these desires that you have to you. But if you are focused on negativity or contrast and you're not allowing these things to come to you, then you are pinching yourself off from your inner being. You're not in alignment and you will not be receiving the manifestations that you desire. Allowing requires you to feel good. That's really the only thing you have to do. You have to just feel good now and now and now. And I know I sound like a broken record saying that to you guys, but that is the point of this entire podcast because feeling good now is the most important thing. It allows you to maintain your alignment with your inner being and be in that state of allowing. It puts you in the receiving mode. Okay receiving those manifestations of those desires. So that's step three. Step four is just getting really good at step three. Once you've got step three down, you've moved up to step four. And step five, 
Step five is being okay with being back at step one. That's experiencing the contrast, recognizing it for what it is, and being okay with it in your experience so that it can define another desire for you. Once you're living in step five, everything is happening just naturally and quickly and easily, and you are a master of manifesting. And that's really the goal for all of us, because who doesn't want to get all of their desires in their life? One more thing before I complete this episode, I want to speak to beliefs a little bit. And I've already done a whole episode on beliefs. And in there, I discussed how a belief is just a thought that you continue to think. Well, a lot of momentum comes with some of these really deep rooted beliefs that people have. And I mentioned like Catholicism. So religious beliefs, those are pretty solid core beliefs. And it can be difficult to confront those beliefs by offering yourself a different perspective. And I understand that. I I completely understand that. I get it. But remember what I mentioned in that episode about beliefs, about how if you're feeling bad about something and you know it's related to a belief you hold, that you can start challenging that belief by trying some different thoughts and trying to seek a thought that makes you feel good as it refers to that topic, because that's how you figure out how your source thinks about it. That's important to understand when you're considering this experience of cognitive dissonance. A lot of people really get stuck in cognitive dissonance, and then it snowballs into a lot of other problems. We see this a lot in the counseling field, where you're discussing issues with individuals who come in talking about how they were raised a certain way and they were brought up to have this belief that was imparted on them by other people in their lives. And now they are living in a way that contradicts that belief and they have this feeling of discomfort and that's the cognitive dissonance. And now they're trying to work on finding a balance so that they can be happy A lot of times what people will do is cut off people in their lives because they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear how their lifestyle or their behavior in some way is contradicting how they were raised. And for them, it's just easier to sever the ties with those people rather than recognizing that they're just experiencing some contrast and defining what it is they really do want. Because you can have both. You don't have to cut people off. And you don't have to continue to feel this feeling of discomfort. Because once you recognize and understand why it's happening to you, that automatically kind of puts you into that that third step, right? That feeling of allowing. Because you can let go of some of that resistance. That's what allowing is about getting rid of the resistance that's on your road that's blocking you from what you really want. And that might be to have your lifestyle and still have those people in your life. That's possible. We have a tendency to take action on things that don't necessarily require action. 
Feeling a negative emotion does not always mean that you have to change something externally. It's possible that you just need to find your alignment with your source energy, allow your beliefs to match up with your inner being, and right there you will find relief and comfort and love and joy and happiness. Most of the work in this life has nothing to do with anything outside of you. The answers are within you. All of the answers are within you. You know you better than anybody. And all of the answers that you have about your life can be answered by that source energy that resides right within you. You just have to look to it for the answers. That concludes this episode, but if you don't want to wait for the next episode to come out, I have more for you at drwilliamspodcast.com. You can learn more about me and my journey to podcasting, find all the ways to connect with me on social media, and there's a button to subscribe so you're the first to know what's new and upcoming. You also can shoot me an email at hello at drwilliamspodcast.com. You are so special to me, and your support does not go unnoticed. I want to support you too. This podcast is my outlet for growth because when you teach something, you hold yourself accountable and apply the information in life. But the inspiration for these episodes comes in a variety of ways. And one of those is through you. I want you to feel like this is your show too. So send me a message and let me know which episode is your favorite and why. And tell me if there's a topic you'd want to hear me talk about. Your feedback applies to so many people, and your suggestion could change someone's life for the better. The best way to do this is by subscribing to the show and leaving a review through your favorite podcast platform. I really listen to you guys, and this dialogue feeds my soul. You say that you're a fan of me, but truth be told, I am a fan of yours. Everything is working out for each of us, and we're all in this together.